Welcome to the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast, a show to help you create more revenue, profit, and freedom in your life. Now your host, John Victoria. Hello and welcome everyone to the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast. My name is John Victoria, your host, and we are back and it is 2024. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad to be back because uh, for November and December, my voice was out and so I was unable to really record any solid episodes. And so um, I am very excited to kick off the year with a very special guest um, who I'll be introducing in a moment. And, uh, and just for context on the issue that we're covering today, it's the issue that so many contractors have told me about. There's, it's, can't find good people there. They don't exist. Like, you know, it's just too competitive out there. And, uh, and it's just like a, a very pressing problem that is being experienced in the trades across the country, right? There's demographic shortages and, you know, there's an aging population and people are leaving and now young people want to be YouTube stars and TikTok Absolutely. stars. And all, all like, this, show your son, I really want you to be an HVAC specialist. He goes, yeah, I'm going to be a YouTube winner, right? <laughs> make my money playing Fortnite or something, right? Exactly. And, and it's crazy, right? It's, um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of that that's happening uh, just generally in the world. But um, I'm excited because we're bringing um, Paul Sandeman, who is the, uh, the owner of the Contractor Staffing Source. And I mean, you guys do an incredible amount of hiring. I, I saw on your website, 75,000 applicants screened, 400 employees hired, a 94%. It's actually larger than that. The number is we, we've hired over a thousand or so people at least. <clears throat> then we get to 200,000 resumes to find them. Wow. 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 That's, that's a lot of digging. <laughs> yep, you got to kiss a lot of frogs. What can I say? Got to kiss a lot of frogs. And so that's why I'm so excited because um, this isn't theory. Like this is things that you're doing every single day. And I think even just before we were starting, you were, you're telling me how many open positions you guys are, are hiring for right now. So, um, so that's really what I want to bring to everyone who's listening to the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast. You know, we want, you know, real practical information that we can apply and bringing you someone who's doing it actively. Like that's the best way to get results. And so, um, Paul, welcome to the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate being here. So a couple of things. I'm an old guy. I've been doing this. In, I've been in the construction industry 50 years, doing coaching and recruiting, that kind of thing. What happened was about three, four years ago, I could get people from a million to 10 million. That was a big deal, but they couldn't find the employees. That was the biggest problem. That was, that was three or four years ago. So I decided, well, I'll give them this really cool software. I researched all the technology, gave them all this stuff, and they totally screwed it up. I went, okay, fine. I started with a guy in my garage. I said, okay, let's just do it for my clients. And we'll find them people. There's, we can use the software and all the resources I found, and we'll do it for them. Well, now we have 30, give or, get to give or say, say 30 people on the team. We have 400 positions open any given day. We go through 3,000 plus resumes a week. And we hire 10 or 15 people a week. And the good news is we have a 95% chance of them staying for longer. So you might say, how do you do that, right? Well. I'm going to show you how to do it yourself. If you want to just to do it, that's fine. But 
It took me a while to learn what I was doing wrong. And now that we've got the system down, it really works well. But there's some principles you have to follow and some things you have to give up that I call myths of the industry in order to do this, okay? So <clears throat> let me start off. I'm gonna start with the myths just for fun. These are things that a lot of you contractors believe that flat aren't true. One is only hire when you need someone. Not true. You should be recruiting all of the time because then you never know who's out there. You always keep your line in the water because your ideal candidate may be looking for a job, but if you don't look for them, they're not going to look for you. Okay. Second, employees are expensive. They're not expensive. You can't make any money without them, right? So you don't, employees are the best thing you're going to invest in. Employees are not expensive. They're the best thing you're ever going to put your money into. Third myth. Oh, we can do it ourselves. Well, I hate to put it into that one, but that's why I started this company. Because what happens is, kind of has a lot of practices, <laughs> excuse me, that you have a hard time following, you just can't do. And I'll explain what those are later. So I suggest, I mean, you generally don't do your own accounting. You don't do your, you have people that do your marketing, do other things for you. I suggest you get somebody else to do recruiting because they'll probably do better, faster, and cheaper than you're going to. But people think, oh, how hard it is that I put an indeed. Guy shows up a week later, I call him, we're all good. The biggest problem you have as a contractor is building a winning team. The big, I look at companies that are successful, even like Ian Musk, he's a brilliant guy, but his ability to build teams is why he's a gazillionaire, right? You have to have the ability to build a team. To that, you have to have the people to build a team with. It just doesn't happen automatically. So the two things you never stop doing are marketing, and you never stop recruiting because you always need more clients. You always need more people. Next one, just recruit in the construction industry. I've heard that a zillion times. Not true. During the pandemic, we had a big problem with selection coordinators. Think about this, a wedding planner, right? I mean, a wedding planner has to get a bunch of sort of flaky people together. The band, the flower lady, the event, all those people, right? They're not known for being the most stable business in the world, right? And they have to show up at the right place at the right time. And everybody's got to be happy. And they have to do a good job. It has to look good. Does this sound like a remodel to you or an HVAC thing, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So that, and a person is doing that on purpose for way less money than they're going to make with you. So wedding planners have been great people. So we hire outside the construction industry all the time. And it works well. Who they are is way more important than what they know. Because you can train people to do bitch about anything, but you can't train them to be a better person. Next one, hire fast, fire slow. The reason you hire fast is you're not recruiting all the time and you're desperate, right? What happens is people, oh my God, I need, my best guy just quit or I just got this big job. I need somebody. You run in, indeed, first warm body shows up, you hire them, right? Then they become the world's worst employee. Not mm -hmm. bad enough to fire, not good enough to keep. They will kill an organization. So you, they think they hire fast and then they fire slow because you can't replace this guy, whoever it is. So you keep the person on and an example, let's say they lie, but only occasionally. You show up late, only occasionally. They steal from you, only occasionally. And you put them with your best crew. What are you teaching your best crew? It's okay to lie, cheat, and steal. Yeah. Bad thing to learn, right? Okay. And so they'll lower the standards of your entire company because you're putting up with somebody who should get rid of. The truth is you should hire slow. Take a long time to make sure you've got the right person and fire fast the minute you know they're a liability instead of an asset. One of the things I tell people is 
if you're starting a new company tomorrow and you had to let everybody go and you're starting one next door, you got a not, you don't have a not competing. So the same company up again, who would you rehire? Anybody you wouldn't rehire, you should fire. Simple rule of thumb. So when you're listening to this podcast, think about that. If you're starting a new company, anybody that you wouldn't rehire, you should fire. Now, why are you going to fire them? Because you're going to make a good place. That's because you recruit all the time. It all sort of ties together. Other thing, people look at recruiting as a project. Is that a project? I mean, construction, everybody construction thinks in projects, like it has a start, a beginning, and an end. Let me tell you, some things don't have a start and a beginning and an end. One is recruiting and one is marketing. You're always recruiting, you're always marketing. Because it's got to be done all the time. So knowing if you get those myths out of your brain and know that you recruit all the time, employees are inexpensive. You can get somebody else to do it better and cheaper and you can do it. You recruit outside the industry. You hire slow and fire fast. And you recruit, it's not a project you do all the time. Assuming you've already bought that. Now I'm going to go into... What do you need to recruit? What are the best recruiting practices? And again, there's really, I'd say there's a more of a shortage your has been. If you look at the average uh, construction worker, I think 45 years old, that's sort of sad, isn't it? That's yeah. the average. And also 20% are leaving and 5% are coming in. It's getting worse. Wow. Because in this culture, and my kid's an example, he doesn't want to be an electrician or a carpenter. He wants a real job, right? So we have culturally degraded. Some I think that like HVAC people, they, even if they make a lot of money, I mean, a good hell, plumber makes 150000 a year, right? But it's not a cool job. So our culture hasn't helped any. And a lot of people have to come literally from out of the side of the country who appreciate the opportunity. That's why, you know, a lot of the labor force is Hispanic and different cultures because they appreciate the opportunity because their cultures promote that. Where in mm -hmm. our culture, being a tradesperson is not cool. I don't think it's getting any better, unfortunately, right? So, um, comment. Th this is, in my opinion, the best practices in recruiting, okay? First, you start with a job ad. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you use ChatGPT? Yes, I do. I do. Okay, your new best friend, right? <laughs> because... It didn't exist a year ago. I can't believe it. It's only a year old. It's amazing. Yeah. AI has transformed a lot of stuff. We use it a lot and it makes our job way easier and faster and we can do a better job with less money. So the art of the job ad, use ChatGPT, use AI. And you reason an ad, just say, I, now what kind of an ad, what kind of ad would you want to write? Give me a typical ad that you think one of your clients would want to write. Somebody listening to this podcast would write. Mm. What they're looking for a CSR, customer service representative. Okay. And what does the CSR do? <clears throat> Picking up phones, talking to customers, scheduling. So let's say we're talking to ChatGPT. What would you tell it to do if you want to write an, a job ad for that person? Um, for me personally, I would say something like, uh, you are a recruiting expert. Please create a job listing for a customer service representative, a brief bio of like the position requirements and other, you know, nice to haves and for the job listing. So something right. like that. <laughs> and given, you know, prompt engineering is not that hard, right? I mean, you yeah, say I'm a HVAC contractor in, you know, Toledo, Ohio. I'm looking for a CSR 
please write me a job ad and do it detailed. And it'll do that. Make it funny. Mm. Make it humorous. I remember one time I was writing uh, collection letters. And you can say, write a collection like an attorney. That wrote a letter. Write a collection letter like a contractor or a contractor. And then I said, write a collection letter like Shakespeare. And the whole thing was that Shakespeare. It was great. Said, now write a collection like the mafia. And it was like, we know where you live. You do want to pay us. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it can be very interesting. So you can have it, have it write the ad for you, then mess with it. Make it more humorous, make it more interesting. It'll keep rewriting the thing. It never gets tired, never complains, never asks more money. It's all good. And just use that to write your job ad, okay? Way easier than it was before AI. So use AI to write your job ads. Make sure they're interesting, they're fun, they're not boring, right? And ChatGPT is really make it interesting and fun. It will do that. So the first thing is a great job ad. Next thing, post it everywhere. When we do, we, we post an ad, we post it on 100 job boards, plus LinkedIn, plus Facebook, plus, let's see, ZipRecruiter, Monster, we post it everywhere, all right? Don't just stick an ad in Indeed and think you're done. Mm -hmm. You've got to post it everywhere. Also, go to your local supplier, put a poster, you know, HVAC, HVAC person wanted, have fun with it, but make sure it goes everywhere. That's key. And what you're putting out there is very interesting. Because you're trying to get somebody to want to come to work for you. Anybody who's any good is already working. So you got to get them to quit their current job and come to work for you. Unless you give enough reasons to do that, you'll never find somebody. Guaranteed, you don't want to hire anybody that's unemployed. If you're unemployed right now, you're in sad shape. So you're trying to get somebody from somebody else to quit their job and come to work for you. So you got to make sure your job ad is that interesting that it gets them to want to apply to you. And they even see it because they may not be going to Indeed. They may be. They may be on LinkedIn. We search LinkedIn for people and things like that. So make sure that it goes everywhere. All right. That's the second. Third, respond in minute. This is where contractors have a problem. When so we, we post 400 job ads any given day and we respond within five minutes every job ad. Why? Because we have AI, we have 30 people working for us, we have people all over the world, we're able to do that. It makes a huge difference. Just think if you're an HVAC contractor and somebody calls you and says, you know, my air conditioning system is broken. How soon do you want to call them back? You want to wait a week? Mm -hmm. Probably not. They're calling for the people besides you, right? Job ads are somebody, they're applying for five companies, not just yours. So if you get back to them in a couple of minutes, they go, wow, this company is wrapped together, right? So literally respond within minutes if you can. This is tough. This is why a lot of people hire us to do it because you have to, on the average, you have to go through 200 applicants to find one person. So that's just the numbers. We go through 3,000 applicants a week. So we have, to, we have a lot of AI. We have a lot of people doing all this. We have pipelines scattered in the screen, pipelines all day long because that's what doesn't work. You can't put an ad in and then look at your applicants like a day or two later and then give them a call maybe. And then have it just, you get the garbage. You won't get good people. You've got to respond in minutes, okay? Then once you respond in minutes, you've got to do some kind of screening process. We use, I think we have the most sophisticated assessment out there. I'll tell you more than your mom in about 45 minutes you take. But there's a lot of assessments out there. You can use disk profiles. You can use Kobe a lot. There's so a lot of assessments available. We have, I think, one of the best in the industry. But 
you have to, you can tell where the person is honest. You can tell if they're smart. We do a disc profile, predictive disc profile. So we definitely have the right person at position. We know all about this person, even before we talk to them. It's amazing. Sorry, my phone went off. I'll have to kill it. Um, <laughs> um, there we go. Phone. I should turn my phone off. That's a bad thing. Why isn't that? Okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. Well, now, now it's live, right? You can tell it's live. That was my wife and I'll throw her to call me back. So that's all good. So next. So again, um, use a proper assessment. That's really important. Okay. Mm. It's because if you don't, if the assessment, because of the technology out there, especially with AI, you can know all about this person. You can know whether they're the right fit for the job, the right personality, the right intelligence. We even can tell whether they're honest or not, whether they, we have ways of assessing all aspects of the personality. And we know whether or not they're the right person for the job because we've done a thousand of these. So we compare their profile with what we know is an ideal profile whose person succeeded at being that specific position. <clears throat> this is technology that wasn't available before. So we're able to tell exactly if they're the right person and the right intelligence for the job. So use assessments. They're getting better all the time. Next, do reference checks and use interviews, okay? You can do an interview on Zoom if you want to. You can do an interview in person, but use reference checks and interviews because, I mean, I'll give it just a bad example, but it's true. I had a client of mine that got embezzled by their bookkeeper. It happens all the time. So they hired another bookkeeper. They got embezzled by the second bookkeeper. They went to the DA and said, could you prosecute this person? And they said, do you realize this person got fired from her last job for embezzling? Like, come on, you know? I mean, do background checks, do reference checks. All this technology is available. If you don't, you know, do it yourself, have us do it for you, but do it because I mean, we find people 95% of the time and they work out. Why? Because we do all this stuff, right? All this technology is available to you. I mean, if you're digging a hole and you're using a shovel and I'm using a backhoe, guess who's going to win? Right. right? So this is where technology has come as recruiting. Now, the latest thing, which we haven't developed yet, but it's in the process, literally AI will be having the conversation through the interview. AI is getting so, I listened to one the other day. It was a little delayed. You could sort of tell it was AI because you asked like, what's this job about? What are you asking for? And I was doing an interview kind of thing with the person and AI hesitated a little bit, but mm -hmm. three months around won't hesitate. You will not know the difference between AI and a real person. You won't be able to tell unless they're legislated to tell you, which hasn't happened yet. So the technology can help you and use the technology. Use, we have automated reference checks. We have background checks. They're cheaper, like 25, 50 bucks a piece. You can do automated background checks. This is all technology that you can use to help you find good people. So I don't think we have a labor shortage. We have a shortage of people using the right tools to find the labor. Yeah. And we've proven that. I mean, we hire 10 to 15 people a week, right? So, I mean, we do it. I think my biggest problem used to be, we were so good at what we did. We charged 3,000 a month and people hired use it for two months and fire us because we found everybody. I asked everybody, why'd you leave now? But well, because it's a great job. You know, we got our people, we're good. So I had to change my pricing structure. Now I charge um, 1200 bucks a month, which is way cheaper. But I asked people to commit for a year because these are always be recruiting. 
And I don't think you can do all the stuff we're doing with Trailer Bucksomatic because you don't have the same tools we do. But if you can, you want to do your own, that's great. But make sure you do, you know, you write the right job ad. You post them everywhere. You respond within minutes, not days. You use an assessment process. You know all about the person. You use, we use video interviews so we can see the person on a video interview. Anything we can't ask on the assessment, we can find in the video interview. And then do reference checks on everybody and do background checks. If you follow these processes, you can find people. But the problem is most contractors sort of second recruiting because they don't do all this stuff. Hey. Wow. Um, one question. So when building up a compensation plan, like let's say setting the salary or, or creating an incentive plan that's attractive that, or um, performance-based incentive, like how would you recommend building something like that? Because I, I know that's going to be a question. Like how, how do we set something that is competitive well, enough? There's a couple of apps out there right now that will actually do a performance assessment. I think it's Probe or something. Is important. They will do compensation mm. on apps, which is interesting. Um, look in your market. You know, go to go to things like um, uh, pick one, uh, Monster or whatever, and you can look at, and they'll give you what the salary range needs to be. Be at the top of that salary range if you want to find. Because again, you got to get the person to quit their job to come to work for you. Do not be chintzy. Give and now one of the problems that happens, and this happens a lot, is your current compensation is not keeping up with what the current compensation is for that position. So like you say, you're paying your CSRs, I don't know, like 30 bucks an hour or something. And the current market value is 35. Presents a problem. Yeah. Because you've got to offer the new person coming in more than you're paying the people that work for you. Yay. So make sure your current compensation's in line because if you don't offer what is considered the current appropriate compensation for that job, you're never going to find anybody. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. Um, one other thing was, um, so you mentioned having assessments. What are some of the soft skills that you're looking for? I guess it really depends on the role, but is there any common soft skills that you'll look for when interviewing just candidates, whether they're in, industry, in the industry or, or outside of it? Well, I mean, first place is a soft skill is, you know, are you honest? Do you, do you have integrity? Do you keep your word? I mean, those are, you know, who you are as a human being is way more important than what you know, because you can teach what you know, right? There's a book called Why that talks about that. I can teach anybody, not any quality person, the skills to be a CSR, but I can't teach them how to be a good human being. So I highly recommend to have some kind of training program, if possible, to bring in people that are quality people. Then you train them in the skills you need them to learn. Because I'd much rather have the right person with the wrong skills than the wrong person with the right skill. Wow. Got it. Okay. And I love the, um, the training program. So um, is that something like when, I mean, most companies will have a training program, but I've seen home service companies that set up training centers. Is there a point when you see, oh, it makes sense to like really build something up? You can build a training center. I mean, this problem is not going away. Because it's getting harder to get in this country all the time if you don't live here, and that's not helping. And then if you live here and you're raised, raised in this culture, you don't want to do that for a living because it isn't considered cool, and that's not getting it. So 
I don't see any kind of magic happening over the next couple of years. The labor shortage is just going to get worse um, because of those factors. None of those factors are changing at all. And so you're going to have less people wanting more money. And so I suggest you help train people and that will help that solve that problem. But look at it long term. If it takes a person a year to learn the skill set, that's fine. Don't expect somebody else to do it for you because you're paying for somebody else's training and it's going to be expensive. Uh, one other question I have is, um, what are what are things that young people are looking for nowadays? So, you know, I, I think compensation is important, but I think there's also potentially other things that they look for. Well, I mean, people want to have meaning and purpose and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I think that's, a, I mean, that's sort of a sell on your part. I mean, why... Why would you want your kid to become an HVAC person, right? If you can't convince your kid, how can convince somebody else? Mm. So you've got to know in your own value system, why is a quality profession? Why it is something you want to do? Why being of service is a good thing? Because a lot of people want to become teachers. They go, a teacher, go, that sucks. People that become doctors, don't want to become doctors because it sounds good on paper until they become a doctor and it's terrible. <laughs> um, and so, you know, and, and go to high schools. I mean, these kids are in high schools, right? And, and, and there's no trade schools anymore. It's crazy, right? You don't do trade school. So, you know, you're going to have to start your own recruiting program and bringing in people that, that are excited about having a, a career in HVAC. Like, oh my God, I can help people. I can make a difference. I can make good money. I can support my family. I have great friends. I mean, Start selling the values of why you want to do that job. Because even when you're, let's say you're a famous YouTuber, you spend all your day on a computer and never talk to anybody. It's you and the screen and that's it, right? So it's, it sounds good, but it's not that cool, really. So again, push the values. First, you have the first, I mean, I have the three rules of selling. First person, you have to sell. You always sell to your client's interest, not your own, right? You do what's best for them. But before that, you have to sell yourself. Do you believe in your heart of hearts that it's a good thing? And then you, once you believe it's a good thing, then you act to the best of your, good of your clients. And then you also use the best communication possible. So like you want to talk to them in person if you can, not send an email. So it's the same thing in sales. So, you know, when you think about it, hiring employees is an internal sale, right? You're selling somebody why they should work for you. And that's just as important as why somebody should use your services. Because you don't have a good team. If you have a great team and you have great clients, this is an awesome industry. If you have not so good clients and horrible employees, it's a it's a terrible industry. Yeah. But when you think about it, how much time do you spend on recruiting? How much time do you spend on marketing? The problem is most of the people that got in this industry got there from the trades. And they have a value system that's not entrepreneurial, it's trades-based. That mm -hmm. guy, HVAC guy, once told me, he said, I never want to send a really good technician to a job because in, rather than doing the right thing and fixing the HVAC system, he'll consider a personal challenge to fix the one that's totally screwed up. <laughs> right? And so he spends hours just because it's cool to say, I can make this system work. I don't know how old and crappy it is. I'll still make it work, right? Versus they need a damn new system. So sometimes the best tradesperson don't make the best technician because they have that mindset. Uh, 
So it's important you sell yourself. I mean, you've got to, you know, why would somebody come to work for you? Why is it great to work for you? Will you treat them well? Do you, do you respect them? Do you pay to compensate them fairly as far as emotionally, as well as financially? Is it a great place to be? That's what, and I mean, the internal sale is just as important as the external sale. I think that's what a lot of people forget. They mm -hmm. think, wow, you're lucky. I'm just giving you a job. That doesn't work anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're lucky. The choice, right? Is right. The, the choice now people have, because there's such a shortage, employees have a choice of going to this company or that company. So right. it, it can't just be, hey, I'm, here's some money. <laughs> I'm going to give you some money. You should be happy to work here. Just shut up and do your job. That doesn't work that well anymore. I don't think that's a bad thing, but you have to do the internal sale. You have to convince people why they should come to work for you, why it's a great place to be. And then be, that has to be true. So you don't have a turnover. I mean, I can take a, you know, it's sort of a fictitious example, but you have two companies, they're HVAC companies and they're like a block apart, right? And one owner says, all people suck. I can't find any good employees. They leave me all the time. And it's just, it's really hard. I've got about 50 technicians. The last guy sold for me. And his world is full of not good people that he can't trust, that don't do a good job, that want too much money. You go a block away. I found all these amazing people. They are so cool. I've got all these great people. They work for me. They love their job. They love their compensation. I, I've just got more people than I need. What is the difference between A and B? It's not the location. It's the same market. It's not the industry. It's the same industry. What's the difference? It's the business, the culture. It's the person who owns the business. Mm -hmm. right? One has a victim scarcity mentality. One has an abundance loving mentality. And also, which one would you want to go to work for? Yeah, the abundance mindset. Absolutely. That's where he gets all the good people. He attracts all the right people. The other guy drives them away. So if you're having problems finding employees, remember when you point your finger at one person, it has three people pointing back, right? So that's important. I keep getting all these instructions. Hold on. So I think it's important that you understand that, right? That if you have a problem finding good employees, Stubborn one, you are the problem, the owner. Mm. It's not the market. It's not the industry. It's you. Now, if you, once you get that it's you, the good news, you can fix you because you certainly can't fix the market. You can't fix your town where you live. You can't fix all those other outside things because they're not you, right? But you can fix you. So the good news is all of your recruitment problems are you. Mm -hmm. So if you develop the right mindset, use the technology, you're going to the people to help you do it yourself. You can solve this problem because it is you. Now, the minute you become a victim and say, no, it's the industry, it's the economy, it's all this, other, you can't fix that stuff like that. So mm -hmm. my biggest piece of advice is admit that if you have a recruiting problem, it's all you. And the question is, what do you need and who do you need to be to fix it? Not how do you fix the world? Because you're not going to fix the world. It is what it is. Wow. That's, that's powerful. Yeah. It's, uh, and it, it's, it's, it's kind of like a good red flag, right? When, when are we blaming external, external circumstances? Where are we playing the victim? 
that, you know, that right there might be the core reason why things are not going the way you want. Cause you're, but you're, you're blaming things out of your control. So you have no control to fix the situation because it's out of your control. Right. Um, And we know that we have clients who like that. We have clients mm. that the problem is they won't follow our process. Our process works. I've hired thousands of people. I know it works, but they go, well, we would do it our way, you know? And I, I want somebody who's absolutely construction. I want, and they give us all these parameters and it, it doesn't work because we know how to do this. And they just like somebody coming in telling you, you know, if you're an HVAC guy, they're going to tell you how to fix your air conditioner. Ain't going to work. They don't know, but they saw a YouTube video and they know more than you do. So that's a problem. And with the information age, information is free for everybody. So I can become an expert in air conditioning in five YouTube videos. I know more than anybody else, right? <laughs> Same thing in recruiting. I watch a video, I'm good. So, you know, get that if you have a recruiting problem, it's you. And you can use company like ours to fix it. I guarantee I can find the people you need for a reasonable, very reasonable price. I said 400 bucks a month, about people you want. But you've got to value that. You have to put it in your budget. You can't say, well, you know, I know I'm a great, a great HVAC company. So I should attract awesome people. They should just call me up on the phone and I shouldn't have to market because they're just going to show up. Fantasy link. You have to put an effort into finding good clients and finding good people. That's just the industry we're in. And if you're not, that's your problem. And I love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I guess we're, um, is, uh, any last takeaways you want to give to everyone or any resources? Well, you the number share? one is, you know, if, if you're right, I'm probably about you. If you want to, you know, if you want us to see recruiting for you, we do a great job. It's, it's contact me at contractorstaffingsource.com. Um, and you can make an appointment with me. I'll be happy to tell you how to do it yourself if you want to. I'll be happy to give you all the tools you need to do it for your own, or we can do it for you. But again, nothing's more important in owning a company than building a winning team. And you got to put the time and energy to build a winning team. It isn't an autopilot. And that's why I think it's really important. It takes time. It takes money. It takes energy. It isn't an accident. Companies have a winning team. Mm, I love that. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's the cap on growth, right? If, if uh, your marketing is going great, but you have the people to service it, I mean, man, it's, it's just, you just need, you need a winning team to grow the, the company that you want. Absolutely. Yeah. It's critical. Love it. Awesome. So um, yeah, everyone, you know where to find Paul. And um, Paul, any final words before we wrap up for the day? Well, one of the guys went to me, there's a couple of things are interesting. One is, Smart people learn from the mistakes and wise people learn from the mistakes of others. Mm. But that was good. And the other one I, I think was Jim Rohn. Make sure you work harder on yourself than you do on your business. Yes. Love that. Mm -hmm. Love that. Rest in peace, Jim Rohn. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, Paul, thank you so much. And um, yeah, everyone hope. I hope you're taking notes. I mean, this is really straight from the field, the information. Uh, Paul is hiring so many people every day screening. And so um, either you can uh, implement on your own or definitely reach out. Um, the website again is contractorstaffingsource.com. Absolutely. Um, yep. Perfect. So um, that's about it. We'll make sure to add all of the links in the show notes. And yeah, we will catch everyone on the next one. I right, take everyone. You, appreciate it. Bigger. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us for the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast. Follow us on StreamYard, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Amazon Music, and check out our main website, www.hvacfinancialfreedom.com to find out how you can also achieve financial freedom.